0: What's new? How is the world you? On behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue on today in Acts chapter 14, moving to verses 21 through 25. On our previous study, taken from verses 14 through 20, we were given the experience of Paul and Barnabas in the city of Lystra. The Galatian pagans first worshipped them as gods because Paul had healed a man who had been crippled from birth and then stoned Paul to death due to remarks made by some Jews from Antioch and Iconium. God raised up Paul and he goes back into the city. Then Luke tells us that The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. Now, if you have a map of Paul's first missionary journey, you will notice that Derby is the pivotal point. It is the end of the line. At this point, they turn back and retrace their steps through Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. They return through Pisidia and Pamphylia and preach again in Perga and go to Atalia where they set sail for Antioch in Syria. So, beginning here with verse 21, Luke begins their return to Antioch in Syria. Now, here are verses 21 through 25, and Luke writes, After preaching the good news there and making many disciples, they returned again to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, where they helped the believers to grow in love for God and each other. They encouraged them to continue in the faith in spite of all the persecution, reminding them that they must enter into the kingdom of God through many tribulations. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church and prayed for them with fasting, turning them over to the care of the Lord in whom they trusted. Then they traveled back through Pisidia to Pamphylia, preaching again in Perga and went on to Atalia.
1: Praise His name and see it happen. Let the power of God become alive in your life. Just praise the Lord. Give
2: if he be more
0: In verse 23, where Luke states that Paul and Barnabas appointed elders in the churches, as compared to the church making the appointments, which we saw back in chapter 6, was no doubt due to the fact that these were new churches and at least partly pagan in background. So in this case, Paul and Barnabas may have both selected and appointed the elders. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder.
3: Left for dead, that was the experience of the Apostle Paul at Lystra. The crowd there stoned him, dragged him outside the city, and left him for dead. His work, however, even in Lystra had not been in vain. Luke records that the disciples gathered around him outside the city. When he began to stir and got up, he walked with them back into the city. The same God who had healed the cripple there had raised Paul. No doubt some of the scars to which he referred later and which he suffered for the gospel were from his stoning at Lystra. It was the better part of wisdom that Paul and Barnabas should leave Lystra for the time being. So the next day they left for the town of Derby. The location of Derby has since 1956 been fairly well established, some 60 miles east of Lystra. Derby was the most easterly city in distinctively Roman territory, which Paul visited on his first missionary journey. To proceed further east would have taken him into the territory ruled by Antiochus, who, while he was a vassal of Rome, acted independently and had full powers to do as he wished. It might have been dangerous for Paul and Barnabas to venture further east at this time, Antiochus was considered the protector of certain pagan cults, such as the cult of Mithras, which prevailed there and which was hostile to Christianity. So Paul evidenced wisdom in not going farther east and challenging paganism at this time. So Paul chose not to go east, but to retrace his steps and revisit the centers he and Barnabas had just left. It might have been tempting for Paul to go east since his hometown of Tarsus lay scarcely 150 miles away. The ancient site of Derbe is a large mound with late Roman remains. Herein Paul and Barnabas preached the good news and won a large number of disciples. Evidently the apostles did not experience persecution there. From Derby, Paul and Barnabas retraced their steps to Lystra, Iconium, and Pisidian Antioch. Perhaps in some of those areas there were by this time new magistrates. Still, it must have taken an enormous amount of courage since they had been expelled from all three centers. And at Lystra, Paul had been stoned and left for dead. On their return home, they were able to do two things at Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. They taught Number one, the Christian churches, confirming and encouraging the new Christians. No doubt many of them had experienced persecution and suffering from friends and relatives and from the synagogue authorities. Paul and Barnabas warned them that hardship was a lot of Christians. This was to be expected. As someone put it, no cross, no crown. Actually to suffer for Christ is a privilege. It is an honor to know the fellowship of his sufferings. I'm sure many of our listeners know from experience what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't recall that I've ever been called upon to suffer for Christ or for being a believer. That sometimes disturbs me. It concerns me when to be a follower of Christ becomes popular with no stigma attached to it. That's not the way it was. It is the nature of the case that godliness and worldliness do not mix. God and Satan have nothing in common. Godly Abels always get clubbed by godless canes. Righteous Noahs are always jeered. The gallows are always planned for righteous Mordecais, and the den of lions for Daniels, and the sword for John the Baptist, and on and on. That's the nature of the case. That's how it must be. So Paul taught and encouraged these new believers, and he warned them that no one ever said that the Christian life would be easy. So number one, they taught the Christians at Lystra and Iconium and Antioch. Number two, Paul and Barnabas also organized the new Christian communities or churches in these areas. A church is not just a fellowship. A local church is an organized fellowship or assembly the apostles appointed elders to oversee the new communities of Christians. These could not be novices. Perhaps they were men who had been elders in the synagogues before they became Christians. With prayer and fasting, Paul and Barnabas committed these elders to the Lord. Then they continued south to the Mediterranean and Perga. This trip from Antioch in the interior highlands to Perga on the coast took them over the treacherous Pisidian Mountains again and down to the malaria-infested coastline of Pamphylia. Not too many years ago, a pastor made this same trip. He didn't walk as Paul did. He had a Volkswagen and was able to drive 40 miles an hour rather than the three or four as Paul did. In Paul's day, this area was infested with bandits. There was a wild west atmosphere along this route. Armed Roman policemen and soldiers were trying to keep peace and enforce law and order, but with little success. Several inscriptions found mention attacks on this route by robbers. Also mentioned were rescues from flooded rivers. Perhaps Paul experienced on this trip what he describes in 2 Corinthians 11:26 and 27. Secular sources confirm these dangers here. The pastor who traveled this route in modern times noted the tragic absence of Christians and churches in those areas Paul visited. Not so then. Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch of Pisidia only a short time, hardly a week. They must have witnessed on the square of Tiberius and on the square of Augustus that are there today, several churches were uncovered, one near one square and one near the other. Paganism had survived the centuries, but it capitulated to the gospel quickly. But something happened, and the cities and the churches were dissolved into the ghost of history. But the truth and the name of Jesus Christ, which these apostles proclaimed there, lives on and continues to command devotion throughout the world.
2: Sweet.